This is Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church, inviting you to give consideration to our Early Learning Academy as you look for a place for your pre-K, kindergarten, or first grader. We would love to have the opportunity to serve your child. We have outstanding facilities and a wonderful staff of certified teachers itching to serve you. Come by and share with us as soon as you can. Oh, do not, do not, pass 
talk for a few minutes about victory in changing times. Victory in changing times. There's a hymn that we commonly sing in this church that says, time is filled with swift transition. Naught on earth unmoved can stand. You better build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. And that's the counsel that we glean from this text today. In the midst of change, we can be victorious if we follow the right instruction. Change for many people is a daunting prospect. Time brings on change, physically, mentally, emotionally. Not everybody listening to me right now has arrived at this point, but if you keep getting up in the morning, you reach a stage in life when you realize that there are more days behind you than there are in front of you. Priorities change. For some, living was all about their children. The kids were their all-consuming passion, their reason for getting up in the morning, the main focus of their agenda. But what do you do when you look up and realize that your children aren't children anymore? And they neither need nor want you to be their chaperone. And by the way, when they're old enough to go into the club, it's time for you to come out of the club. For some, life is all about their vocation, their career. They, they pour themselves into the job. But how do you handle it when you realize that the job no longer needs you. And they give you a plaque that says, thank you for your service. As we experience these transitions of time and circumstances of people and conditions, we can't help but realize that change leads to reactions. Frequently, it's, it's not the occurrence of change, but our reaction to the changes that occur that makes the biggest difference in our lives. A truth of life is that many of us don't handle change well. Change demands reassessment and revision. Change insists upon a shift of focus and priority. Change demands a reallocation of the resources that are at our disposal. And if we are to experience the victory that 
we all hope to enjoy, then this change must not be haphazard, but it must have a fluidity that can only come from being led by the Spirit of God. Thus, we want to challenge our thinking today concerning how we will react to the changes that confront us. Our text today tells us about an experience of change that took place in the life of Elijah. At the time, there was a great drought in Israel. The drought had brought pain and pestilence and poverty. But God had made special arrangements to take care of Elijah. He'd given Elijah a special place to go and made special provision for his well-being. God used birds to bring him food. God supplied him with water from the Kerith Ravine. So even though there was a drought in the land, God made sure that Elijah was taken care of. But the text tells us that change was taking place. The water that God provided, the ravine that God had sent Elijah to, the water that Elijah had come to depend upon, the ravine that Elijah had come to take for granted, now dried up. And with the drying up of the ravine, it it was a time of change in Elijah's life on several levels. You have to understand, this ravine represented physical comfort. It had provided Elijah with water that was essential for his life. But beyond that, this brook represented physical shelter and security. Kareth was a secluded place so that Elijah was hidden from his enemies, Ahab and Jezebel. And so having to leave the seclusion of the ravine meant jeopardizing his safety. Leaving the ravine also meant a change in Elijah's economy. Instead of depending on birds coming to him with free food, Elijah now had to find food. He had to pay for Food. He had to locate food in an environment where food was scarce and the price was high. And it serves to remind us of how easy it is to take things for granted when they're given to us at no cost. And how different it is when you have to get it for yourself. Faced with these changes, we, we understand how upsetting, how, how difficult this situation could have been for Elijah. If he had been led by the wrong spirit, Elijah may have become overwhelmed. He may have become frightened. He may have felt abandoned. But the text says that Elijah survived. Not only did he survive, but Elijah overcame. Not only did he overcome, but he enjoyed victory in a changing time. Yes, 
because of how he reacted to the changes in his life. Shiloh, it is not a question of whether or not change will come. If you didn't know yet, it's going to come. The question is how we react to the changes that come. Some of us know firsthand what it's like when the brook dries up. We know what it's like to have more month than money. We know what it's like to be let down by a friend. We know what it's like to be disappointed by a loved one. But many are here today with the same testimony. In changing times, in challenging times, God gave me the victory. Life has taught us that rain will follow sunshine and sunshine will follow rain. And what that means is that there's no such thing as having it made in this life. We're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or headed into a storm. But Elijah's story today encourages us that we can enjoy victory in changing times. Well, how did this victory come about? First, I want you to see that in the midst of changing times, Elijah stayed close to God. And church, the greatest mistake we can ever make in changing times is to move away from God. I'm confident that Elijah didn't like what was happening. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't happy about the brook drying up. He would have preferred that things stayed as they were. But when faced with a change in his life, Elijah realized that his victory was tied to his closeness to God. How did Elijah come to that conclusion? He, he came to that conclusion because he looked back on his life and he remembered that it had been God who had been taking care of him all along. God led me to the Kareth Ravine. God supplied for all of my needs. I would have died a long time ago if it had not been for the Lord. So even though I don't know what to do, I trust that the same God that has taken care of me up to this point is able to take care of me right now. Shiloh, times will change. Conditions will change. But God remains the same. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he's the same tomorrow. And if we would experience victory in our changing times, then we have to stay close to God. I don't know about you, but when I look back over my life, I know that I've made it thus far not because of me, but because the Lord has kept me. My testimony is through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have 
already come. It wasn't my intelligence. It wasn't who I knew. It wasn't any degree behind my name, but it was grace that brought me safe thus far. And it's his grace that will lead me home. No matter how times may change in my life, if I am to have victory, I'm going to stay close to the Lord. Well, then Elijah enjoyed victory because he saw change as an opportunity. When the Lord told him that he had to move, the Lord came to him and said, Elijah, you can't stay here any longer. But don't worry about it. I've made provision for something better for you. God told Elijah, I know you've been comfortable in this place for a good little while, but change has come. And you're going to have to make a move. But if you have the right attitude, you can embrace the change as an opportunity. Shiloh, the key to enjoying victory in changing times is to see every change as an opportunity. A lot of us miss that because we try to tell God what to do rather than make the most of the opportunities that God offers to us. Many of us are stuck in the same place that we were, not because God didn't offer an opportunity to us, but because it wasn't the opportunity we wanted. I'm so tired of folk praying for God to open a door. And then when he opens the door, you ain't got sense enough to walk through. If that describes your situation, that's not a God problem. That's a you problem. God specializes in doing extraordinary things through less than desirable circumstances, but it demands that you put your trust in him. In changing time. Moses discovered that God can build highways in the middle of rough seas. In changing times, David discovered that giants can be brought down to size. In changing times, Jeremiah discovered that there is a bomb in Gilead that can heal the wounded soul. In changing times, Isaiah discovered that if you wait on the Lord, He will renew your strength. He'll cause you to mount up on wings like eagles. He'll cause you to run and not be weary. He'll cause you to walk and not faint. You can have victory in changing times if you trust in God that that in every change, it's an opportunity. Every setback is a way to move forward. Every defeat is a new starting place for recovery. Every death is the promise of new life. Elijah was challenged by change, but he had victory because he saw change as an opportunity. Well, finally, Elijah had victory in changing times. 
Because through it all, he stuck with the plan. Even though change had come, Elijah realized that God had a plan. And he was willing to trust in God's plan. Now, don't think Elijah wasn't like you and me. You and I want to tell God what to do. We've got our own ideas of how God ought to handle it. We get down on our knees and we tell God, this is the problem and this is how I want you to fix it. But that's not trusting in his plan. Elijah had sense enough to trust in God's plan. It wasn't a pretty plan. God didn't send Elijah to a popular place. Didn't send him to a prestigious person. Didn't send him downtown to the mayor's office. Didn't send him to the governor's mansion. Didn't send him to a financial planner. No, God sent Elijah to a nondescript village called Zarephath. Told him to look up a widow woman. Now you need to understand, widows were known to be poor. And in a gender-based society, widows were among the most disadvantaged people you could find. So in essence, God told Elijah, who had his own problems, to go to somebody who was worse off than he was. That ain't a pretty plan. But Elijah stuck with the plan. God sent Elijah to somebody who was faithful. God sent Elijah to someone who was humble. God sent Elijah to someone who didn't have much but was willing to share what little she had. For God told Elijah, I've told her to take care of you. God sent Elijah to somebody who didn't know a whole lot of people, but she knew the one who was in charge of her situation. And Elijah listened to God, and he followed God's plan. And in the midst of terrible change, Elijah and the widow and the widow's son were all taken care of. Church, I'm closing now, but I want you to know that when change comes in your life, trust that God has a plan. It may not be our plan. It may not be a pretty plan. It may not look anything like we want the plan to look, but God has a plan. And all you've got to do is stick with the plan stay with God and watch him work it out stay with him watch him turn the darkness of midnight into the light of noonday stay with him watch him dry the tears from your weeping eyes stay with him watch him turn your enemies into your footstool stay with him watch him keep bread on your table stay with him watch him keep clothes on your back stay with him he's able 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 
But you got to stick with the plan. I trust in God. Wherever I may be, out on the land, on the rolling sea, for come what may from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. I trust in God. I know he cares for me. I keep my hand in his hand and I know I know I know I know that 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 I know he's able 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 Times are always changing. And ain't no need in looking back, wishing for yesterday. Yesterday's gone. It ain't coming back. You can't do what you used to do. You can't look like you used to look. Put all that stuff in your hair that you want to. Put all that cream on your face that you want to. Put them girdles around to tighten up what's falling apart. Do all that that you want to. It ain't coming back. Yesterday's gone. But it's alright. The God that brought you yesterday is able to keep you right now. He's a right now God. Yeah. 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 Choir's gonna sing a hymn. Deacons coming across the ministers.